BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Adam Character on the Ticket. It is the time for the people segment, real quick, because I don't want it to get overshadowed. Okay, the football thing is more recent. The football thing, the football game is more recent. It's stinging because it's a loss. But again, I want to give a shout out to Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Ninety-two thousand and three people watched volleyball in Memorial Stadium. I don't want that to get lost in the shuffle. And I don't want it to get overshadowed because it should not. Shout out to Coach Cook, those teams, those ladies, and of course, the fans. All right. So real quick, make sure you catch up on all your post-game reactions here on 93.7 The Tickets. Okay. Lots of great reactions. You can obviously check out a bunch of stuff at characterchronicles.com as well. It is time now for the people's segment, and I got three questions here so far. Keep sending them in. Call or text 402-464-5685. And I should mention, I did announce on social media the other day that I'm not bringing character live back. And one of the things that was sad about that is I won't be interacting live with fans, except one of the things that excites me the most about the ticket is I can do it right here, right now. And then that's the whole reason I made the last 10 minutes of every show the people's segment. Okay, I want it to get to a point where there's so many questions that I have a hard time getting it in in 10 minutes, and then maybe we got to expand it into another segment or whatever the case may be. Okay, so again, call or text 402-464-5685 and interact with me right here, right now. Let's have some fun. The Notorious B.I.B. says, do you think Satterfield's play calling is just Whipple 2.0? No, I don't. A Whipple clearly didn't want to run the ball. He just wanted to throw the ball, pass the ball, and then find another way to make up a word that means throw the ball and pass the ball. I mean, that's what he wanted to do. Satterfield, you know, you got the huddle. You got two tights. Uh, I don't know if there was a ton of fullback last night, uh, but it's one of those things where we're going to run the ball and out of necessity, out of because we have to. But, no, I don't think he's Whipple 2.0. Um, at this moment in time, if I'm being fully honest, and I'm always fully honest. That's just my disclaimer that I might, I'm about to say something some people might not like. I have a lot of confidence in Matt Rule. I have a lot of confidence in Tony White. Of the two coordinators and our head coach, the one that has the most to prove to me is Satterfield. And I'll just, I'll go ahead and say that. All right. Cause I just did. So Chase B says, Can I get your comment on why the heck we decided 
can I get your comment on why the heck we decided to pass on three straight downs when we had just ran it down their throats the previous drive? So I did mention that earlier in the show. I don't know, Rico. Do we got to start suspending people? If you don't listen to the show and you ask a question about something I've already answered, you might have to get suspended. I might have to steal from the Keeping It 100 Wrestling Podcast because they suspend people all the time. Uh, they're a little harsh with it, to be honest with you. So I did comment on it earlier. You can go back. You can find that answer. Okay, give my thoughts on that from earlier in the show. Now, Stephen, and this was something I did not talk about. This is a great question because I did notice this, notice this later on. And as the game was unfolding and as the game was on the line and as we needed to get a stop, I couldn't figure out why we went away from bringing pressure. But let me get to Steven's question. Steven says, what about the three-man rush late? Zero pressure. You're correct. I talked about how early on it was a lot of four-man rushes. And again, I, I, I felt like Tony Wyatt was trying to figure out what they were going to do and in the process not give up a big play. So, okay, I was cool with that. I respected that. No problem with that. It makes a lot of sense. You know, new scheme, new players, year one. Okay, let's not give up 14, you know, a couple of easy touchdowns and 14 quick points before we figure out what they're doing. But late in the game, it's pretty obvious. You weren't getting pressure with a four-man rush. You weren't going to get pressure with a three-man rush. When you were bringing blitzes, you were getting there and you were causing pressure. Now, the argument that could be made is, all right, we've been bringing a bunch of blitzes, okay? So sometimes there are certain quarterbacks that struggle with pressure in their face. Now, no, nobody that I'm talking about from our game last night is Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, but I'll tell you right now, defensive coordinators were terrified. And those are two of the least likely to run quarterbacks in the history of earth. I mean, have you seen them run? And they're two of the best ever. But the reason nobody wanted to blitz is because they would dissect you. They would do it quick. It was surgical. And so people were scared to blitz. But then the Giants beat Tom Brady twice because they didn't blitz and they got pressure with their front four. Now, there are quarterbacks that if you blitz them, they struggle. But there are other quarterbacks, the more you drop and the more exotic your coverages are rather than exotic blitzes, they struggle with that. And Tom Brady and Peyton Manning didn't struggle with much. But anytime we played them, we always knew they had a harder time mixed with mixed up coverages and disguising coverages than exotic blitzes. That, that didn't bother them at all. Okay, uh, when we played Michigan State in the Alamo Bowl, I was a redshirt freshman. It was the year Solich got fired. Pelini was the interim coach right before Callahan came in. Jeff Smoker, Michigan State's offense, was lighting up the scoreboard. And we put in a specific three-man rush where one of the D tackles drops <laughs> over the middle of the field about four yards right in the middle because they did all these little drag routes. And it just and I think they scored 10, three points. I think we beat them 17-3. to three. I played in the game. You think I'd remember. I don't. I think it was 17 to three. It may have been 17, 10, but I'm sure it was 17, three. Their offense was so confused and bamboozled and hoodwinked and they were so lost. Now back to your question. I understand that Tony White's like, all right, maybe we've been blitzing a ton. Now let's mix it up. Catch them off guard. What I would argue is you, you weren't having success when you weren't blitzing early on. Okay. Even dropping an extra guy here late in the game, you were having success with blitzing. Okay, if it ain't broke, I always say don't break it. In other words, don't do something to break it. I know that's not the saying. It's how I say it. If it ain't broke, don't break it. Okay, they were having trouble with the blitzes. When the game's on the line, do what you've been having the most success with. That would be my response to that. Okay, again, still a big fan of Tony White. Think he's done a, 
how good our defense looks, as different as it is from, from it's been in recent years, schematically to quality of play is quite impressive. But on that one thought, you know, I have a varying thought. One-Eyed Red says, I'm sorry, One-Eyed Ray says, your thoughts on the ejection. I totally agree. That should have been roughing the passer, but it didn't feel egregious. Shouldn't be, shouldn't intent be considered in the decision to remove a player from the game? I'm going to answer your question with a question. Name me one other sport under God's hot sun on planet Earth where a player gets ejected by simply trying to make a play through, throughout the course of the game, throughout the course of the sport. They're simply just trying to make tackles. They're simply just trying to sack a quarterback. Why? Is college football and football the only sport where you can get ejected out of the game for just trying to make a play? I mean, you can get in a freaking fight in hockey and you might go sit your tush down for a little bit and then you get to come back in and play. You ain't ejected. There's no other sport on planet Earth where you're going to, oh, the guy dunked too hard. He's out of here in basketball. Okay, the guy struck out five times today. He's out of here. No, he just sucks. Cut him, but you don't eject him. There's no other sport on planet Earth where you're just trying to make a play going a million miles an hour against top-end athletes, and you might get ejected if you hit them wrong. I got no problem with the penalty, just like you. The ejection part of the penalty is awful. All right. I've never liked that penalty. The fake gauze of player safety drives me nuts. The NFL doesn't care about player safety. Okay, College football is better at pretending they care. I think everyone knows by now, college football, it's driven by money. Conference realignment, okay, it's made it pretty obvious. They've blown up rivalries. They've blown up conferences. It's about money, okay? I think college football is just better at pretending. All right, one last question. Rod says, Adam, you said the offensive line was better. Better than what? Not the last four years? No, in four years, I think he means. Uh, not the last four years. Well, they were better... Because you almost have to be better because they were so bad last year. I mean, it was almost indescribable. I'm not saying they were good. I'm saying they were not awful, with the exception of a couple of plays. And they were, they were still able to run the ball for nearly five yards a carry, whereas Minnesota, mighty Minnesota, you know, the physical, not mighty, but physical Minnesota was 2.2 yards a carry. So protecting the, the quarterback, not great. Were we just steamrolling and pancaking everybody? Not what I said. I simply said better, okay? There was improved run blocking, not where it needs to be and not where it needs to be pass pro-wise. But I do think it's fair to say that they were better. (laughs) You know, I mean, they were really, really, really struggling last year. So by comparison, yeah, I can confidently say they were better, but they've got a ways to go. Okay, and I'm actually... I'd be more excited if we won, but I'm still... I don't want to say I'm more excited... I'm excited to watch the rest of the year because I think we're just going to get better and better. How good could this defense be by the end of the year? I'm excited to see what happens when they're tested against legit high-flying offenses. And I don't know if high-flying is the right word to describe Big Ten offenses, but you know, Colorado's going to try to do some things. Whether they can do them or not, I don't know. Michigan, they can put up some points. How do they do against better competition? How does Jeff Sims improve? How does the offensive line improve? Does somebody step up as a pass catcher, wide receiver, tight end? Okay, so there's a lot of storylines to watch, and I'm very curious to watch and see how this season unfolds. There's a lot of football to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen, and I can't wait to watch it, and I can't wait to talk about it with you fine folks right here on 93.7 The Ticket.
And until Monday, have a great weekend. Go Big Red Noise. Remember to throw the ball. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.